You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Many times, a lot of frictions in relationships you experienced this year wasn't because, listen to the voice of God. A lot of the frictions you experienced this year wasn't because of proximity. It was because of your elevation. The prophets had proximity with Elisha. It was, they were not the issue they had with Elisha with being petty with him about the question of his father, his leader leaving throughout that season towards the end of his thing had to do with them realizing that there's something different about Elijah than us. And some of you all need to start understanding what God's doing with your life as he forms you so you can stop penalizing people and instead penalize the spirit. It wasn't because you made adjustments in proximity. It's because God made adjustments with you with altitude. When you owned a home, that generational curse of poverty changed in your family, and they did, and then they became and had an issue with you. They were the spirit was comfortable with you as long as you were renting like all of us. But once you owned the asset. Once you own land and became a landlord, that's what you are when you're a homeowner. You're a landlord. There's a lordship mantle that falls on you when you own your own property. That's why there's something on you that's different. So when you showed up during the holidays, look at her, Miss Sassy, thinking you better than us. No, it's not you thinking you better than us. It's God picking you better than them. Oh, my God. Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Stay in the Scripture. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about altitude. Someone say altitude. Because God still has a promise for some of you all to elevate. This has nothing to do with titles. This has to do with how God sees you and you perceive it, how God sees you. And Matthew 17, 1 through verse 8, six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them to a high mountain. Someone say elevation. To be alone. As the men watched Jesus, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. They still had the same proximity with Jesus, but they could see there was something different about Jesus. Peter, James, and John went with Jesus often, but the difference is when he took Peter, James, and John with him this time to the high place, before the years of when God's about to take you to a high place, this God changed how Jesus looked to them. Someone say, God does the changing. Someone say, spiritual transcending. Moses, Exodus 34 and 29. When Moses came down Mount Sinai, the high place, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware. It's not about you thinking you're big time. He wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. Some of you all, you've been glowing this all all year. It wasn't about your blow up. It was about your glow up. You've been spending time with God. That's why we don't believe you're unemployed. There's a glow on you. That's why people haven't given to you even though you've been in need because your prayer closet makes you look too rich. 
I can't really tell you going through. You've been spending time with God. There's a different altitude with your grief. No one really knows to check on you because you don't look like what you've been through. There's a glow on you. There's been a glow on you. So you're frustrated with people and how they treat you, but there's a spiritual transcending to how you operate and how you move. And even though you really have had some tough times, you've been to the high place with God throughout the year. And because of that high place, you came down with a glow. You didn't know what to do. You glowed and what to do. And some people have been mad with you this year because you've been glowing. And I'm not saying this to sound cool. I just proved to you in Scripture that it makes theological sense. When you spend time in the face of the Father, you start glowing. And what do I mean? I'm talking about spiritually glowing. What do I mean by spiritually glowing? Spiritual residue of a real anointing that lets the world know that they are not on your level. Do not go into 2024 fighting the way they fight. Whatever argument, whatever thing you have going on, don't handle it. It's too, it's too many, not enough hours left for you to be in the flesh between now and 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are making a decision to be spiritual. You're making a decision to pause all the pathetic conversations and you're centering in on your prophetic promise like Ruth. We don't see Ruth trying to negotiate with her sister Oprah, like, why are you leaving? You know Naomi being good to us. How are you going to leave her? Well, she gave us permission. We don't see Ruth trying to deposit any more nuggets in her before the year is over with. Oh. We don't see any type of situation. We don't see any explanation. We just see Ruth say, okay, you do you, I'm doing me. Some of y'all got to do that. It's too many less hours. This, okay, what, what, what? Okay, you do that. I'm going to do this. Someone say real anointing. Real anointing comes when you become childlike again. I think about my son, Hero. He likes gummy bears and he likes yogurt. Pray for us. He'll be trying to get us to get more yogurt and more yogurt and more yogurt. But as he's a toddler and knows how to communicate, one of the things he keeps saying often to us is, more please, more please. And he says it in the most sweetest, calm voice that makes any parent without their grandparents around give them more. I think the grandchildren get to my parents the same way. But I end up giving them more than what I should sometimes, right? Because he says, all, not because he communicates in such an eloquent way, he simply asks me for more, please. What if you did that before the year's over with? What if you just said, God, more, please? I know it looks like it's over, but more favor, please. More blessings, please. I, I, I give to my son, and I don't even think about the time he's asking me. Sometimes I'm driving, I reach in the bag, give it to him while he's in the car, in the truck, at the red light. I figure out a way on my, I figure out a way on my schedule to work his desires in my schedule, even though I'm not... Even though I should not be thinking about him, I should be driving. But the way he asked me in his childlike faith makes his father work his desires in on my And I hear God telling some of you all to say, say it more. More, please. More healing, please. I'm not gonna, I know you healed a little bit, but God, you can still do something else with that part of the situation. More, please. I'm walking, God, but I can't run. I do thank God for walking. I had the cane. Some of you all at the women's conference and healings broke out, and somebody might have got healed, and you're putting up with 70% of the healing. Someone shout more. 
I know we're grateful. That's what Thanksgiving service is for. But New Year's Eve, that's what expectations for. God already knows you're grateful. But God's challenging someone in here. Is he going to still find faith in you this year to simply say more? Secondly, physical transition. Ruth made her mind up to bust a move. Even at the end of her thing, her husband is dead. Naomi's husband is dead. Her sister-in-law, they probably had a relationship. She leaves to go back. Everything in her physicality, everything in her environment is telling her there potentially is not a future for you. Everything in her year is telling her there's no point of looking towards anything in the next. But then Ruth replied, don't you ask me to leave you and turn back. Do you understand this is like a servant talk? Don't you ask me. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. And let's go ahead and make this spiritual. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. You're about to be, listen to, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I told you some of y'all want to praise God. Hopefully, this bear with us some of y'all's spirit. Here we go. You're about to be rewarded for your prophetic proximity. I need every intercessor who shows up in the week. I need every glory prayer who shows up Friday mornings to give God a praise right now. You're about to be rewarded for your prophetic proximity. See, God may have not did it in you this year, but he did it around you. You may haven't seen that much done around you, but he's done it in your church. It's part of the art of promise proximity. See, it didn't happen in your life. It wasn't personal yet. Some of you all in 2023 don't have a personal miracle. You may not have a personal exploit, but you were determined enough and smart enough to stay around somebody else's. You say, well, I don't have a new house, but I'm going to come to my new church. You made your mind up not to be petty with the promises of God. You said, it ain't happening for me, but it's happening for my girl, so I'm hanging out with you. And maybe some residue will fall off on you and fall on my life. Someone shout physical. Physical transition. Bust the move. You were prophetic enough to be around people who, were God, who hear God even though you couldn't trace them or track them. You stayed around even though you didn't know what was next for you. You served someone else's next. You was faithful in someone else's now. You didn't know your yes, but you have been faithful with someone else's yes. I'm trying to calm down, but some of y'all about to walk in some things, and it has nothing to do with what you have in your journal or your diary. You are connected with a Naomi that's a portal opener. You were faithful with, to a portal opener. You were just around Elijah. You were just on the praise team. You just showed up at practice. You just said, Minister Sean, what do you need? Can I help you? See, you don't understand some people are portals, not people. And you gotta be careful how you treat prophetic people because they will open up stuff for you that you don't even know you need. Some of you all, God's blessing you. He said, listen, stay checked in because I'm about to bless you for how you served in children's ministry. I'm about to bless you for how you served in youth ministry. I'm about to bless you and how you served with them little baby sister Francis. God say, stay checked in. Say, stay checked in. Because there's something you did that no one knows about that I'm going to bless you so everyone can see. Ruth got physical with her faith. She stayed around the things of God. She didn't see that much God in her life. Matter of fact, the end of her thing ended in tragedy. 
but she was able to change the trajectory of her tragedy by her prophetic proximity to Naomi. She didn't allow her grief of her husband not being here and her sadness of her girlfriend going back to keep her from seeing a portal. I'm hurt, but there's a portal. Some of us, the portal was a prayer call. I don't got nothing else working for me, but I got the 6 a.m. thing going on. I got, some of us, your portal was women's Bible study with Dr. Marsha. Make some noise right now. I don't have nothing else that can feed me the way I need to be fed, but when I hear my woman of God open her mouth, something in me tells me it's going to, Lord, I'll just live Friday to Friday if I have to. Have you ever been in a season like that? Nothing else was working but the Word of God. Rushing the church just to get a word. Everything else seems out of whack. The only thing that makes you feel like you can keep going is a fresh word from the Holy Spirit. God said, I'm rewarding for, I'm, I'm gonna reward some of you all because you stayed checked in enough to the things of God that you were able to hear me through the vessels of God. You were not moved by people and places. You know the sound of the Lord. You know when someone spent time with God. You know the difference between a show and someone who spiritually knows. You know the difference. And God said, I'm going to award you roof. All the roofs in the house make some noise at me. Roof got nothing going on with her. She's just connected with what's going on with Naomi. Come on, I feel the presence of God in here. I think I can come down here. Ruth is just staying connected. What's going on with somebody else? Nothing else is, oh my God, I feel that in my spirit. I want to I give somebody encouragement. You were connected with something that was happening with them and nothing was going on with you. You didn't get jealous. You didn't get petty. You didn't get mad at God. You just stay connected with what was happening with somebody else. You serve, 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 serve. You served, served, served. God says he's going to reward you for your serving. You served. You didn't work on your own. Ooh. You didn't work on your own dream. You didn't have time. You were too busy serving somebody else's. And you thought it was a bad thing, but God says, stay checked in. Because by 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Elisha in the house, every Ruth in the house, every Joshua in the house who was connected with something. Oh. <laughs> Help me, Auntie KK. Help me, Kendra Monet. And the French. I did not know RSVP stood for répondre s'il vous plaît. The Lord told me to tell some of you, you spiritually répondre s'il vous plaît. You RSVP this year for what God wants to do next in you now. See, Ruth had an RSVP with Naomi. That's how Boaz showed up. Boaz was in her connection with Naomi. She could have been like any other person looking for a new husband. She had enough time to go find another husband. Naomi gave them permission to physically move on. See, that's why coming to church matters. See, it's not just about your spiritual assignment. It's about your physical alignment. See, Ruth proves to, Ruth proves to us in the text that being around the people of God, the person of God, in the room where God moves matters. It says nothing about Ruth's heart being wrong. 
She could have been like, I'll do God by myself. I'll just do this thing. I'll move on with my life. But she decided in her own self to keep coming to Naomi Church International. You're going to bust a move. I decree and declare before this year is over, you're still going to bust a move. You will not be immobilized by the last thing. Someone shout, I'm going to step in this thing. I didn't say step in with an I-N-G, step in. See, one of, some of us want to move, go ahead and step into the next. The next ain't show up yet. I'm going to stay faithful in 2023. I'm going to step into this year on a Sunday. I'm going to preach these scriptures over you. Psalms 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Proverbs 4 and 12, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Isaiah 30 and 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, the ears will hear the voice behind you saying, this 2023 thing, this is still the year, walk in it. This is still your year, walk in it. Joshua 1 and 9, have I not commanded you to stay checked in? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go as long as you're locked in. Physical transition, physical transition. The Lord told me to tell some people in here, for some of you all, this is geographic. You're about to literally move. Yeah, this is going to be a physical thing. There's a moving and a movement connected with your assignment. Ruth had a physical move going on. Elisha had a spiritual move going on. Some of you all, God said, if you check into 2023, as you go into 2024, I'm going to get you physically moving. God said, I'm breaking the back of containment off your life right now. In this service, I'm breaking you being hostage to poverty. I decree and declare that you no longer are hostage to debt. You're no longer hostage to low-level living. You're no longer hostage. Ruth 1 and 16, don't you urge me to leave you. Don't you urge me to turn back to what I came out of. I'm going to go where you're going. You're a portal. Where you lodge, I will lodge. I'm going to make sure I'm right with the righteous people before the year is over with. I'm going to get things right with my leaders. I'm going to get things right with my mama, right with my father, my spiritual parents. I'm not going to go into 2024 disconnected to my portal. And like Ruth, you took the risks of proximity and divorced the culture of comfort this year. The end of a thing. Some of you all stay connected. You stay checked in. You took the spiritual risk to be with spiritual people. Do you understand serving in ministry comes with some consequences? Serving in ministry has some inconveniences. But on this family Sunday, since we're a church family and we're not having children's ministry and we're all in service together with our kids, the way you feel as a parent with your kids with you, there's somebody watching your kids every Sunday. And if they wanted to, they could go back and get a word themselves, but they're staying connected to their assignment by watching your children. Can we just thank God for every children's worker, pre-K, youth ministry volunteer? You took the risk to be with spiritual people so that you can be in position for destiny. You raponde s'il vous plaît. You have RSVP for your destiny. God told me three D's of destiny to encourage you as you go into 2024. Diligence, discipline, and determination. A lot of times we only have those three D's in the beginning of a thing because we feel like we have enough time to perform them. The Lord said, I want you to go into your three D's now. I know it's only eight hours, but be diligent. I know it's only a couple hours between now and the new year, but be determined. I know it's only a couple hours between now and New Year's Eve, but be disciplined. Listen, 
God would never hold you accountable to your resolution, but he will hold you accountable to your revelation. And I know the world does this New Year's resolution thing, and what you, some of you all, you're lying. That's a resolution, but that's really revelation that's something God told you to do in February of 2023. You're placing it in January 2024, and God said you're still in disobedience. You're just starting your disobedience in 2024. So, if I, so since you're already disobedient, because God told you to start doing that thing with your health this year, how about you start today? How about you push it up? Don't, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it, make it analytical. I'm going to make it work, work out for my good. God's like, no, when you get home, drink more water. Thirdly, emotional transition. Things have gotten emotional with many of us this year. There were some audibles that have happened. There's some things God decided to do with our life and his sovereignty that we were not in control for, control of. But like prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 16 and 1, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? I'm making an adjustment, Samuel, but I need you to stay checked in. I'm changing my mind on some things. I found another king, prophet Samuel, but I still need you to be my servant. Fill your horn with oil. Be on, yes, be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen a king for myself among his sons. I know you're grieving. I know it hurts because it looks like the plan failed but I need you to stay checked in into 2023 and serve a God while it looks like the plan failed. Oh my God. I need you to serve me, says the Lord, even though it looks like the plan failed. Let's make this, let's, someone say get, stay emotionally checked in. Well, let's emotionally check into Samuel. Let's not make Samuel this big time prophet God. Let's make him a person. He did everything in his being that the Lord told him to do. Saul was in his decision. Let's, keep, let's not get it twisted. Saul was God's decision. So Samuel's job was to stay checked into God's decision. He's so checked in that he's emotionally grieving the fact that Saul's no longer chosen. That's, you would, he could have been, he could have been, he could have lacked sensitivity. He could have been like, well, he messed up, I'll move on. He's really grieving because he cares about what God cares about. Talk about the word that says, God, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Talk about that type of thing. And Samuel says, checked in, grieving Saul. But God said, I know you're sad about this year. I know you're sad about some decisions I made concerning some things with your career this year. I know it looks like you pray for that person and they're no longer here on the earth. And some things happen that inconvenience your finances. But I need you to be emotionally checked in enough to make the adjustment that I can still use you to do some great things with your life, even though it looks like there's some wrong things that happen around your life. When God granted Samuel permission to fill his horn and move on to go find another king, that prophesies to us today that we have permission to emotionally shift by way of spiritual protocol. Samuel's walk prophesies to us today, saying it's okay to cry and win. It's okay to grieve and operate in authority. It's okay to be sad about something and move on with your life. 2023, they knew you for your grief. You knew you for your grief. All you thought you would do is grieve. But if you end this year right, God will turn your grief into grace. 
That's what happened for David at the end of his thing. God enlightened him with the power of perspective. 2 Samuel 12 and 15, David was emotionally checked in. He begged God to spare the child. He went without food. He laid out all night on the bare ground. The elders of the household pleaded with him, King David, you need to eat something. You're grieving so bad that it's not healthy for you. We're concerned, but he refused. On the seventh day, in verse 18, the child died. David's advisors were afraid because it looks like because of David's grief that he's about to go berserk because his child died. But he wouldn't listen to them and reason with the child, why the child was ill. But here's what happened. When David saw them whispering, he realized what had happened. Is the child dead, King David asked. Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, that's self-care, put lotions on, that's self-care, changed his clothes, that's self-care. And he went to the tabernacle to worship the Lord. That's going back to church. And after he returned to the place, and after he returned from the palace, he was served food and ate. He, served, he, was, served food, he was served food and ate. That's going to the restaurant. After you grieve, wash yourself, go buy some clothes or change your clothes, find some perfume or some cologne. I know it's been a tough year, but go shopping between now and the night. Come back to church tonight with a nice outfit. Not because things are good, but because I'm doing what the Word told me to do. I'm prophesying to my 2024. Oh, see, let me, let me bring back the Scripture. Let me bring back the Scripture. Verse 21, his advisors were amazed. We don't understand you. You wouldn't eat earlier. You act like things were horrible with your life. You didn't do anything. We don't understand you, King David, they told him. This is what David said. While the child was still living, my job was to weep and refuse to eat and fast and be in faith that the child, that God would spare the child. But check this out. But once I perceived that the Lord made his final judgment, he said, I got up. Why fast when he's dead? Can I bring him back? He said, no, I will go one day and be in the Lord with my child, but my child can't come back to me. What does this tell us? You are allowed. I want to just speak to someone because I know you feel, some of you all feel like it's right because how your family moves to grieve and stay in grief. You are allowed by way of spiritual protocol to move on from grief. That's what I want them to check in on. And what if the remaining time of this year, your promise that God has for you this year is making a decision, this is the last year. I'm moving on from this thing. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it because they will want you to move on too. You cannot hold God hostage and previous breakthrough desires. What's done is done. It's the end of a thing. Do not start your 2024 upset with God because of what you wanted him to do in a 2023. So while you're in a 2023, we got to get this all out now. We got to come to the altar. We got to dance. We got to shout. We got to cry. We got to weep. And a couple of moments, we're going to do all of that. We got to spin. We got to run. We got to scream. We got to be mad. We're leaving it in the tabernacle. We're leaving all the things that emotionally stimulated us that can accidentally find a way to sneak into our new year. We're leaving it in the church this morning. What's done is done. You're no longer down, you're up. I decree upward momentum is coming to your way. 
I decree upward momentum is coming into your wiring. You are no longer downcasted. There's a spiritual broadcast and weather report of your soul changing because you've been checked in. The Lord told me to tell you it this way. The weather report of your soul is changing. The weather report of your soul is changing. The weather report of your soul is changing. God is saying you are allowed to shift. See, this thing is not about grief. This thing is about also soul ties. See, Samuel had a soul tie with Saul. He was God's boy. And I have a tie. I have a, in my mind, my will and emotions, I didn't want God not to, I didn't want God to unchoose Saul. In my mind, my will and emotions, I didn't even want to find a David. That's why it even tells you after Saul anoints David, he literally moves on. He doesn't even want to spend time with the boy. He didn't sit down and chat with David. You're not even the dude I wanted to anoint. I'm just here on obedience. I'm not here on relationship. I'm cool with Saul. But take this oil, and it says, and Samuel went. He immediately left. God's trying to tell some of you all, you have permission to shift in some soul ties in your life. And you don't got to wait for a New Year's resolution to do it. You can do it in the presence of the Lord. You can worship your way out of a soul tie. God's saying you're allowed to shift, Samuel. Fill your home with oil. Be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Fill your horn with oil. Be on your way. Oil represents anointing. Anointing. It's the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Take the anointing with you and be on your way. Well, God, I, what about the relationship? Take the anointing with you and be on your way. Well, God, what if they get mad at me because I'm not answering no more? Take the anointing with you and be on your way. Well, God, what if I don't make time for them and they know some of my secrets? They might share it on social media. Take the anointing with you and be on your way. Well, God, I wasn't perfect, and I feel bad about the things I've done. Take the anointing with you and be on your way. Take the anointing with you and be on your way. It's okay for your assignment to change. It's okay to be and stay anointed and audible. It's okay to switch directions. It's okay to be on your way. You don't have to stay here and mourn. You can move. Samuel ended his thing. He didn't allow the gravitational force of his grief to what was keep him from prophesying to what is and what shall be. He got up from his grief and carried out his next assignment. Lastly, I pray before the year is over with, some of us make a mental transition. Someone say, Lord, help me mentally transition. If I could be vulnerable with you all, church, this has been my issue. It's a mental shift. So I'm preaching to myself as I'm preaching to you. In Deuteronomy 34 and 9, now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Someone shout mental shift. So Joshua already has momentum but he has to think his way in this thing. The Lord told me to tell some of us, in order to end your year right, you're going to have to start believing in what you received. You're gonna have to remember, you went to a conference this year. Your hands were laid on you. Now walk in that authority. You've been prophesied over. Why don't you ever echo it? God speaks to you in dreams. You don't write them down. Blame it on ice cream and 
tilapia, salmon, and chitlins. I'm trying to call your stuff out. You hear a whisper every time you're in service, set up a meeting with your pastor. Position yourself to be available like, like Ruth. You ignore the request. People in high places see you from their high place, give you the opportunity to develop a relationship. You don't take advantage of it. You're going to have to start believing in what you received. Well, God, if I could just get in the room, if I could just know this person, you know them. You're still not confident. Well, God, if I could just get the next thing, I get, you have enough money now. You still didn't do it. Well, God, if you just get me out of this problem, he got you out. You still won't obey. Joshua, your mindset is important. So I'm going to have you study this word day and night. I'm going to have you be courageous. See, church, a formula that helps us with our mindset and making the mental shift we need to now so we can be open to what God is saying to us in 2024. And you're going to get a word on this evening that's so prophetic from Bishop that if you do what I'm telling you to do between now and then, your heart will be open to receive it. But here's the formula to receive insight for 2024. Revelation plus insight equals mental shift. You cannot keep looking out to find out. You must look in to find out. Some of you all are looking outside of you to help yourself with yourself. And God said your answer is you actually weighing out how you're doing. And you have enough time at the altar call and a little bit to say, God, what is wrong with me? God, fix me. God, have I been, is there anything that's blocking your anointing? Is there anything, God, that, is there any grudge? Is there anything that's blocking insight? What are you saying that I'm not seeing because my mind's on that person? I release them to you, Lord. You can't look out to find out. You must look in to find out. You can't research your way out of this. But you can get revelation out of it. You're going to have to search in yourself. The Lord told me, Chandler, some things you went through in 2023, you wanted me to get you out of, get you out of it, but I left you in it for insight. If I got you out of it, you wouldn't have got the insight. The insight was, is what gives you the confidence to walk in authority. So I'm going to keep you in that thing so you can know what's going on, know what's going on in you, see how things shift, see how people treat you, still walk in love, see how people operate. See who's faithful, who, who will trust, who you can't trust. See who you're supposed to use. See who you're not supposed to use. See what you're supposed to say. What you're not. I'm going to keep you in it for insight. I know you asked me to get you out. You're staying right there for insight because revelation plus insight equals what God wants to do, the mental shift. And some of you all, God's been waiting for your thinking to change. You've been asking God to change your year, change your finances, change all these different things. And God said, I've been having faith that your brain will change. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash RDCITV. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.